0: Just a building. It's a place that is a hub of ministry and worship and, and equipping. Um, it's a it's a, a center for fellowship. You know, it's a, this is a place where we we gather. I know there were bets about how long I could stay seated, and uh, there you go. It's it's a place where we gather to to learn how to fellowship as the people of God because there's not a lot of guidance outside of here what it means to truly connect in Jesus across our differences this is a place where we learn to tear down walls and build community across race, economics and generation in the name of Jesus so that when we we leave here we demonstrate that kind of unity I mean that's it's, so it's not just a building. It's, it's a place. It's a center for ministry. Um, and, and so today we come as we, we talk about regenerating a building, it's, it's a time for we, us to celebrate and rejoice just like in Chronicles chapter 29 um, when, when David led the people of Israel in collecting the resources for the temple. Um, First Chronicles 29, starting with verse 3, is, is David... Um, Outlining what, what he sees and what's going on as they are gathering and committing their stuff to the work of the temple, to the place where they gather to, to learn what it means to be God's people. Uh, so this is the, the words of, of David, starting with verse 3. Moreover, in addition to all that I have provided for the holy house, I have a treasure of my own, gold and silver, And because of my devotion to the house of my God, I give it to the house of my God. 3,000 talents of gold, of the gold of Ophir, and 7,000 talents of refined silver for overlaying the walls of the house and for all the work to be done by artisans, gold for the things of gold and silver for the things of silver." Who then will offer willingly, consecrating themselves today to the Lord? Yeah, and that's our question right now. Who will offer willingly, consecrating themselves today to the Lord? Then the leaders of ancestral houses made their free will offerings, as did also the leaders of the tribes, the commanders of the thousands and of hundreds, and of the officers over the king's work. They gave for the service of the house of God 5,000 talents and 10,000 derricks of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 talents of bronze and 100,000 talents of iron. Whoever had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the house of the Lord into into the care of Jehiel, the Gershonite. Then the people rejoiced because these had given willingly. For with single mind they'd offered freely to the Lord. And King David also rejoiced greatly. So as we, in a little bit, come forward and present our commitments unto God, we, like those that have gone before us, we rejoice in the privilege it is to freely give back to God what God has given to us for the work of God's kingdom.
1: Well, Pastor Dennis, do you have any follow-up there? I
2: do have. <laughs> I know who can who can come after that. Uh, first of all, it's you know it's such an honor to uh, to be a part of what God is doing, and uh, just from my uh, sense and discernment, God is in the house, hmm. and He is among His people, and that's something very exciting to be a part of. But I believe as you know as that scripture shows uh, the importance of a place of God's people gathering and what we're doing here at College Hill Presbyterian Church and what these funds will help to uh, to, to upgrade is I think about every time I pass our church building you know and I because I'm such an outreach guy and I'm, I'm all about being a witness for Jesus and 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 how we portray ourselves I often think what does a person think about when they see our facility and they see our signage outside and what kind of message is that telling those who do not know about us and if you view it now it seems like this is just a very traditional church you know from the looks of our facility Um, But if you look at our sign, it hasn't been changed in I don't know how many years. (laughs) And so maybe a person that has never been here that passes every Sunday might think something very different of who we are than who we really are. Mm. We're a vibrant church, a multicultural church, a church, multi-generational church, and we're a church on fire for God. Mm. And so I really see... uh, this whole regeneration and how it's going to impact our facility is that wow what is it going to look like when we have a new sign what kind of message? come on amen somebody (laughs) I know it's a practical thing but for me it's a spiritual thing Mm. because I'm looking at those who may not uh, would have come into our place because they see an old-fashioned sign but when they see that new sign it's going to tell them something Maybe I'm welcomed here. Maybe there's something going on in this old building that's new and fresh and alive. And that excites me, that we can attract folks with a welcoming outside exterior in our facility that people will be excited to come to God's house, a house, a place that's dedicated for God. So I'm excited. I really am. Uh, Just for the fact of the witness aspect of our facility, how we will attract new people that are curious to see what's going on in this place.
1: Yeah, as a millennial, I can... I know I'm supposed to be asking you questions, um, but I can say that...
0: That was the chance we took, putting the microphone in your (laughs) hand. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: But as a millennial, walking, coming up to this church, someone invited me to come here um, who used to go here 20 years ago, and I thought... As I saw the sign coming up, this is going to be full of ten old white people who are (laughs) the ones holding the church together. And then you walk in the building, and we're a little bit more than that. Um, And thank God for that. I'm delighted for
0: every old white person here.
2: (laughs) But
1: (laughs) we are not a dying church. That
0: that got an amen from people I've never seen an amen from before.
1: (laughs) We are not a dying church. We are not a one-race church. And we're not a one-size-fits-all church. And I can definitely uh, amen to the sign being old and yellow and needing a little love um, to resonate with us. But as we're talking about the building then. I thought this regeneration thing was... I mean, there was a whole sermon on how this was regenerating my soul, too. So um, I would like to hear a little bit more on what that's supposed to look like and how giving you my money is supposed to be good for me. <laughs> uh,
0: um, well, that's a fundraising technique that we use, so that we don't need to... Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, really, uh, the, uh, as we have engaged in the, the spiritual discipline of generosity together, of... Um, together encouraging and supporting one another in cheerful sacrifice um, we grow in godliness because God is the author of generosity Um, God is generous I mean God is the one who gives sacrificially uh, for our, our benefit and so as we do the same we grow in godliness um I mean, consider all that we've heard of folks um, giving—you know—pieces of land, um, giving cars, giving um, family jewelry, gi- giving, taking on extra. Uh, uh, an extra job in order to, to pay for that, or foregoing things, delaying things, giving up things for a season in order to get... We, we hear that from one another, and we see God's Spirit at work developing in us a, a character of generosity. Um, I mean, just the other day, and you know, I've noticed it in me, you know, I can get rather cynical um, about giving. Um, Because you know, you can imagine we get we get asked regularly. I mean, emails, people coming to us, letters. You know, and and it gets to the point where you get calloused to it. Um, At least for me, you know, you get your the generosity shrivels out of protection or just out of weariness. And um, this uh, series, for me, has is that I've recognized it's, it's re- reopened that sense of generosity because just just this is like two weeks ago I was walking by a bake sale, you know. Usually bake sales and lemonade stands and those kind of things have become like billboards on Colerain Avenue for me, you know. You just sort of walk on by, but it was so refreshing and enlivening for my soul when I saw oh, there's this. This was a girls' soccer team, you know, and they were trying to raise money to go on this national soccer trip. And I'm like, as I walk by, I'm like, cool, hey, I've got $2 in my pocket. I can go buy a chocolate chip cookie and help send those girls to wherever they were going. And uh, on top one, it was a good chocolate chip cookie, but but more than that was just a sense of, oh, the joy... Of giving and recognizing that generosity isn 't something we do to make things happen, it is the ways that I need to grow in godliness, you know, and I felt even my heart and soul melt a little bit, so it may just have been for me this whole thing um, to grow <laughs> in that way. so thanks for coming along for the ride but
2: <laughs>
1: Thank you, Pastor Dennis. Let me follow up
2: sure i, I definitely believe the more we give, the more we grow. And, you know, that's supported in Scripture. You know, we sow what we reap. And those who sow generously will reap generously. And so as we give, and even as we give sacrificially, it's really a testing of our faith and our devotion to God that we're trusting that He is our source. So the more that we give the more God gets to be on display in our lives. And I'm a living witness that when you give your all and give up like a law career to become a pastor where you make half the amount of money, Amen. God, God, <laughs> God will supply your every need according to his riches and glory. And so as you can tell, I haven't missed a meal, <laughs> nor my children. At, but God is faithful, and it's been an op- the journey of giving, and what we're doing here is that opportunity of God being displayed in our lives, in our everyday practical lives. No longer is this ethereal that God's mm. up there somewhere, but when you give sacrificially, you tangibly mm. see mm. God's manifestation mm. in his generosity mm. in your life, mm. and that's been a joy. And it's a joy that we do it corporately. Corporately, we are going to see miracles. I firmly believe that. As corporately as we are sowing and giving, we will see the fruit uh, of of, of souls saved, you know, of of people being broken of addictions and those type of things. God is going to display here in our body because we give.
0: Yeah. Uh a proverb um, that uh, teaches us that. It shows us that the, the freedom that comes uh, from uh, generosity is uh, some give freely, yet grow all the richer. Others would hold what is due and only suffer want. A generous person will be enriched, and one who gives water will get water. And what a great reminder of what uh, Dennis was just saying, you know, that we are enriched in the, the generosity. And so we've. I think we've felt it already and look forward to see how it will continue to multiply in the future.
1: Well, I can agree. I remember hearing the story of the Pessengers and I didn't even help them give anything and I felt warm and fuzzy inside <laughs> by their story. So um, I, I can see how that, generation, uh, that generous part is of Christ. Uh, but when we talked about this, um, as we've talked about this, we've also talked about regeneration in terms of four generations to come. This is not a capital campaign we're going to that we do every year like NPR. This <laughs> is or K Love, depending on which radio station of choice. But this is a on purpose right now for generations to come. So what does it look like for, in your minds for how that's supposed to go? Uh,
0: you know, it's, it's, I think it's important to recognize you know, the building's not broken. You know, it's not like we're you know, living in Afghanistan or, or something. And, it's, um, and, and I think we see the results of the ministry that's going on already. Right, I mean, we, we see that with Jesus University dancing here. We saw it on the video. I mean, we got two folks that are aiming for our jobs already. You know, but the person really needs to be worried is Alan, uh, who's on the IT and audiovisual. Yeah, you got a bunch of folks uh, uh, shooting for your spot. So. Um, so, so it's not like it's it's broken. What we what we want it to to do is to multiply. We we want it to be the best. For the purposes of passing on the faith to the next generation and it needs to be updated it needs to there needs to be ways I mean times change things change and as you know Dennis was talking about the sign and other ways like that that we we need to uh, um, make those changes so it can be an excellent resource for passing on the faith um, to the next generation
1: are you seeing that now already
0: well I I think so. Um, uh, Kendra, why don't you come share with us how we're seeing that um, already. If you may remember, uh, Kendra shared with us a little bit in August, for those that were here, about her simply doing uh, what we call huddles, which is sort of like a Bible study in her high school. You know, so she was trained here to do that. now she's saying, how can she go into her place where she spends most of her time during the week and now apply that and connect with other Christians and even non-Christians to um, share that with others. So
3: Good morning. Um, I'm Kendra, um, as you may or may not know. but um, just as a recap, um, two of my friends or one of my friends came up to me, his name is Spencer, and he's like, Kendra, would you like to be part of a Bible study?" Um, or a small group, and I was like, well, what do you mean a small group, and he said a Bible study um, at school where we meet before school at 6:30 30 a.m., which is very early, especially if you're not a morning person like I am, or yeah, I'm not a morning person, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I went, and I told him that I have, like, been trained, I guess, um, to lead a Bible study on discipleship and if that would be something that the group would like, and he's like, yeah, we don't really know what we're doing. Um, so that'd be great. Um, so over the course of like two to three months, we've had meetings every week on Wednesdays at 6:30. Um, some of them start later because people don't show up at 6:30 on the dot, um, which is fine. And we've had about 15 to 20 people on average come every week and there's about a consistent group of 15 students that come which is amazing because I I would never expect something like that to happen especially at a public school um and there have been multiple ways that I've seen God and in the beginning everyone was really reserved um no one really talked because it's probably morning and no one's awake um And throughout the course of two months, we've had really good conversations together. And it's just been amazing to listen to people's experiences and that we may not know each other very well and we may meet for a half hour before school, but everyone's like beginning to open up to one another and we're really starting to build a community together, which is really nice. Um, There was a national pray at the pool day. And... I didn't really know about it until Spencer and Jesse said something, but um, we decided to participate in that, and we met at 6.30, um, and we met together for a little bit, and then we went outside um, to the flagpole outside of our school where a lot of the buses come and drop off children, or not children, students. Um, and. We, we just began to pray, pray about um, the elections, um, the people in charge of school, our teachers, fellow students, and um, throughout the course of 15 minutes, we had people come and join our circle. People who didn't know about the group and maybe didn't know about God came and joined with us in community together to pray in a God they maybe didn't believe or did believe. And some of those people have actually started coming to the group. As well on Wednesday mornings, which was really cool to see that we made an impact some way by going to the poll and praying that we brought people into our group and we invited them in to just share their love of God with us. Um, and this week, um, I I was getting ready to to prepare for the lesson on personal calling and which is the Pentagon, if any of you have been in huddle. But my alarm didn't go off, and I woke up like 20 minutes before I had to leave. And I thought that was a God thing because (laughs) I can sleep for a very long time. And if I woke up enough to get ready, with enough time to get ready and go to school and just teach other people about their personal calling, then I think I'm doing something right. (laughs) Um, So, right now, I'm just wrapping up. All the discipleship shapes, and we're moving into a more devotional-type lessons on Wednesday mornings. But um, we're starting to build a community together. Um, We've had bonfires together, um, just building a community with one another. And (laughs) the group's going really well.
1: Thank you, Kendra. Oh, that is awesome. Do you have any other ones that you can share today? Do you know other children or uh, teens? Your teens, sorry. Um,
2: I, I would like to share something really yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, we all got to see the wonderful Jesus University. Can, let's give them. I mean, they're, they're they're amazing. I mean, so so that's an example of right now yeah. that we have young people who are really expressing their love for Christ through dance. But one of the things that we're looking forward to is that we're going to have a designated space where they can have their dance classes there. And I'm just super excited because I think that will also open it up to more community kids joining Jesus University. Um, You know, we're going to have mirrors so that they can see themselves. To me, that's something that's happening right now, but it's going to grow and expand (laughs) because of our giving.
1: That's so awesome. that's, that's really
2: exciting.
1: Yeah, because I think right now they practice in the hallway. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure yeah, that's an upgrade yeah,
0: for them. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, but any other one?
0: Um, one of the passage that comes uh, to mind with this is in Matthew. Um, and it uh, is a short little parable that Jesus tells about the kingdom of God, um, or the kingdom of heaven. Uh, that The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. I think as, as we look at this regeneration campaign and really paying it forward, it's like um, we're going to buy that field. You know, We're selling things and putting aside in faith in God, seeing what he is doing in our midst now and uh, with joy saying, all right, now how can this multiply? How can this this number grow? and And we will learn because... You, you know, folks can wring their hands over no prayer in schools and all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's prayer in schools. You know, it, it just takes people who are following Jesus to do it, and a 17 year old and 18 year old can do that. And that might even be a challenge to others in your secular workplace. You know, are you doing the same? Are you doing the same in your place? And what we so it's not just you know for the next generation; it's for us. You know, we we want this place to be that kind of equipping center, training ground, so that when wherever we go, we like Kendra and others are sharing that uh, faith with others.
1: Thank you. Well, is that all you have to say on that one? Uh,
0: do we have? Did there, that yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah. Great. Um, well then. Oh my gosh! I just can we just stop and give God a round of applause for what He's doing. Awesome! I can't, Kendra. What a blessing you are that you are just letting God work through you that way. That's incredible. I am just blown away. Seventeen. I was not doing that, <laughs> um, and that's just a testament to what God's doing and how He can take a little pebble that we throw. And those ripples can go so much further than we even had any idea. Uh, and here I am preaching. Sorry, guys. Uh, but Preach. <laughs> are, are we as a church, we've regenerated, we've talked about regenerating this building, our own hearts, and how we're going out into our College Hill community. But are we planning on doing just the neighborhood? How far are we planning on taking this?
0: Um First, I think Kendra just turned 18, so I know that's really important. Today! Today,
1: happy birthday, Happy birthday,
0: Kendra! Kendra, It's today!
1: We'll sing you happy birthday later.
0: (laughs) Uh, After church. So, uh, back to the other uh, question. Yeah, beyond um, uh, just us and uh, this neighborhood and uh, the city. Um, You know, the... uh, Folks that put regeneration together um, set aside from the beginning ten percent of what comes in towards church planting beyond um, us ways of uh, sowing seed of another of ministry that will multiply. Um, beyond us, you know totally uh, apart um from us, you know so we would hope at minimum to have two you know, independent churches uh, that are um, from us that would grow from this particular gift, and one will be uh um, domestic somewhere in the United States in partnership with eco um, and uh It's one of those wild things, one of those things we might call circumstances, if you believe in in such. Um, Because uh, you see in your bulletin um, the information on uh, Mike Jorgensen, who we've announced is the new assistant pastor, and who is the new assistant pastor of families and church planting resident. I mean, Independent as we 're talking about regeneration and saying here 's ten percent is going to to go towards church planting, so that, that means you know if two point two million is raised, then two hundred and twenty thousand dollars will go towards church planting one hundred and ten um, thousand If we raise more than two point two if God so blesses then it 's going to be more than one hundred and ten 'll we'll go towards seed money for planting a church in the United States somewhere and as things change here and we're looking for a new staff person to replace when when Andrew Wells left and and talking with the staff and staff support team, pulling that together, said, you know what, we we need here an assistant pastor of of families. And then we start to talk to to Mike and as we're talking to him and tell him what's going on, the dream starts to come together and say, why don't you come and be that And, and also be a church planting resident where you hang here for three, four, five years. Years, leading us in those ministries and leading us in the way of church planting, and to where it may be three, four, five years, it's Mike and Susan. Part of this is discernment. You know, we, we don't know exactly how this is going to work. So, if you're wanting an exact plan with dates and all the rest, talk to God. And if God gives it to you, then come tell us. <laughs> But this is one where we are in faith, uh, saying, all right, well, maybe God's bringing this together, and with Mike and Susan, this is part of a discernment, part of a training and leading us, because we as a church, as far as I know of, have never purposefully, intentionally planted a church. We've never purposefully, intentionally multiplied the ministry in that way. And we believe that the the world needs more churches that connect in Jesus no matter their differences that serve the world like Jesus no matter the cost and that celebrate Jesus no matter the circumstances and if our recent events in the last 2 weeks haven't showed us that i don't know what will but it, and so we're this was not of our planning nobody put this together and we believe that this is divine providence to pull these things together, it's 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 exciting, invigorating that all this would come together, and also scary because we don't know and we've never done that before. But isn't that the place where we meet God? And and how and, and it may be um, Mike and Susan, or maybe Mike and Susan lead us to that place of again partnering with Eco to then plant a new church here, but then also, um, uh, but it, it, but it may be them or may, we. It's part of the discernment process that we'll be in. So um, that's, and it may be in three to five years, we've got 110,000 plus as seed money to then go do that. so just one of the ways. That and then the other you know, 5% is for churches that will be overseas. You know, maybe even in working with the, the Schmidt's in Germany who are working, trying to plant and develop a, a church among Arab refugees, Arab Christians who are in, in Germany, or with the uh, Calisons who are in Iraq who have been trying to plant a church among Kurds uh, for decades. Um, maybe that's, it works in that way. We Again, we don't know.
1: Well, thank you, Pastor
2: Dennis. Well, I mean, he's already said it all. But I know. I'm <laughs> sorry. I should have stopped him. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. should have <laughs> given you me the rope. Th- 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 this is my passion, of course, is, is people come to know Jesus. And church planting is, you know, from all the, the Barna and, and all the, the various uh, stats are, uh, that are out there, it's the church plants that are receiving the most converts. Those coming to Jesus Christ. And so this probably excites me the most because uh, we're investing in souls. We're investing in eternity of of those going from death to life. And so that 5% where it's going to be somewhere maybe in our city or or somewhere, you know, in the States domestically, you know, it just excites me to know that there'll be a church that has the DNA of us, hmm. you know, that believes in multi-cultural, multi-ethnic, you know, that, that believes in egalitarian, meaning, um, you know, women and men, there's no Jew or, you know, Greek, we're all one in Christ, and so women will have a role in ministry. I mean, that amen. excites me. Mm-hmm. Come on, amen. <laughs> that <Yeah>. excites me <laughs> that we will have a church that has that DNA and that we are a part of it and souls will be saved and you know, and people would, uh, that, that's thats just too cool to me. I mean, because we're being obedient to the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. And then even, you know, many of you know my heart is also overseas. And so to think that possibly uh, a Syrian refugee mm-hmm. or even maybe someone that may have hated the West and hated United States will get to know Christ because of a church plant, you know, that, that we were a part of. You know, we won't know entirely all the fruit that God is going to do through this, but in heaven we will. Hmm. In heaven we will see the fruit of, of the investment that we've made. And so I'm, I'm just super excited. I can't wait to go visit, actually, <laughs> especially the one Me overseas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to go visit the the, the church plant and, and to see the work that's being done there. Because we sacrifice, because we were generous in our giving, because we have the DNA of God, hmm. will well, the, the the fruit is going to be amazing, mm. and and I firmly believe that I wouldn't be up here. Mm. Those who know me, I speak I speak it as it is, mm. as I see it is, and I really believe mm. that this is going to bear much fruit for God's glory. I believe this is His heart because this is in alignment with Scripture. Mm. Jesus said, "Go to Judea, Samaria, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world." Mm. Church, we're doing it. Mm. I have <laughs> been in so many mm-hmm. churches where it's all about us, Mm. you know, all about building a bigger something for us. College Hill, Mm. we're building this for us and them, Mm. for God's glory, which is obedient to Scripture and to our commission. Mm. So that's something to get excited, something to dance about. Mm. You guys are sitting there. I believe in doing a little jig, you know, just giving praise to God. Because, you know, the Bible says when, when one comes to Christ, heaven breakdances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just looking forward to all the breakdancing that's mm-hmm. going to go on in heaven mm-hmm. because we've invested. So that's in the
1: hip-hop international mm-hmm.
2: version of breakdancing.
1: <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, pastors, for uh, answering some questions I had. Thank you for taking this so seriously. You can tell they took it so seriously in great part because they wore suits today. Uh, (laughs) But I appreciate you spending some time and talking through what we're doing today. And uh, uh, I also just appreciate you asking me to help. So Mm -hmm. thank you. Thank
0: you. Thanks, Becky.